What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word Podcast. I'm your host and your favorite girl, Nia Simone. And today we have two lovely guests. You will get to know them a little later. But starting off, you know, we always do the announcements. So, Roddy Rich, new album, Live Life Fast, just dropped. I haven't listened to it personally. Maybe my guest has listened to it. Have y'all listened to Roddy Rich? Are y'all fans of Roddy Rich? I like Roddy Rich, so I'm going to put that on my playlist of stuff to listen to. Um, I don't listen to his music. I don't. I'm not a music person, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I was feeling late at night. You know, late at night's fight. And then even the album before that, you know, because uh, his association with Nipsey Hussle, I, I, I've been a Nipsey fan for a lot of years. And so I, I always root for Roddy whenever he comes out, for sure. Hey, yeah, I'm a Roddy fan. Um, he actually came to Jiho uh, this past year. I didn't get to see him, but yeah, I need to check out the album too. So it was the final season for Insecure and uh, Issa Rae was able to do Insecure The End, which was a documentary. Um, were you able to, were you guys able to um, look at that Insecure? Y'all Insecure fans? No. Yeah. Oh, you, I don't know. Go ahead, Anna. Uh, no, I was just saying that I've just been really busy. I don't even watch TV. Technically, I just be on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, dig insecure a lot I haven't caught all the way up but I did get about halfway through that documentary and it's just really strong um I look forward to seeing the rest of it I didn't get a chance to watch it all the way through but I got a good 30 30 good 30 to 45 minutes into it and I'm a big fan of Issa Rae me too so this is the final episode for season two. So I just want to thank my guests again for being a part of my dream, my passion, what's the word podcast. It's been my baby since May of 2020. So I just want to thank my guests again. So we have a music artist and an actress today. So I'm just going to let them introduce themselves and we're going to get started. You want to go, you want to go Amber? Ladies first. I don't want to be rude. Oh, you can go ahead, Kays. That's fine. This is 2021, about to be 2022. Things are changing every day. All right. Wait, my name is Kevin Kazi Thomas. Um, I am a artist and uh, actor and musician. Um, I currently live in Durham, North Carolina. Um, attended University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Tar Hill. And uh, been, you know, primarily uh, based in the music game and doing things as an artist over the last 20 years. Uh, was signed to Raucous Records, uh, which y'all might be familiar with from like Most Def and Tyler Quali, and uh, was signed to Universal Motown for about two years as well. So, you know, music has really <clears throat> been my thing, but I've always, uh, you know, contributed to acting and some supporting roles and some small independent things. And so um, when this opportunity came around, I was excited to get uh, the opportunity to uh, show, you know, showcase myself in a leading role and show what I'm able to do, you know, because this is uh, me taking another, you know, just taking a big step towards acting and uh, I'm excited to work with, uh, you know, everybody that's on board with this. Everybody is uh really talented and up and coming and so uh yeah you know that's i'm excited to to be on the show but uh definitely i'm one of the new faces that uh this uh this this project will be showcasing my name is amber barnes i am an actress slash singer slash entrepreneur slash model slash future director um basically from Wilson, North Carolina. I have been acting for three years. Um, I've been modeling for 10 years. Um, Pretty much, this is not the first movie that I've been in as lead. I've been in several films as lead. Um, But this is the first character that I was able to, like, really, like, become an emotionally drained woman, um, especially dealing with domestic violence, dealing with heartbreak, heartbreak, dealing with, it's just a bunch of things that, you know, Renee been through in this film. So I have never 
been a lead character in that predicament. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy that David Williamson gave me this opportunity. I'm always looking for roles where I can be able to transform into different characters and be able to bring them to life. People think that they can walk into this industry and just you know, get on a film and just act. It's more than just acting, you know, it's pretty much just becoming that character, being able to let the world understand what this character is coming from, you know, because there's always a reason behind every movie. It's always a plot twist. Um, at the same token, I think that everybody did really awesome in this film, especially Kay's first movie. <laughs> um, he did awesome I really enjoyed everybody on set and I'm definitely looking forward for this film to like go like beyond like uh, anything that's like if you want to pick it up from different you know platforms and I'm, I'm just thankful because I, I just feel like you know not even just this project but many other projects I'm thankful to be a part of being able to work on my craft and become the best actress that I can be at the same token so shout out to David Williamson and Carrie Williamson which is the um, movie photographer he did an amazing job with capturing pictures and I can't wait for y'all to see this film I just want to thank my guests again, Case and Amber, for being a part of What's the Word podcast. They are amazing people, adult people. So hopefully you all enjoy our interview. So tell us um, how you got started in each of you all's industry. Um, kind of tell us your journey thus far and how did you get here? Well, I'll go first. <laughs> so um, I got started because to be technically honest, I was in high school. I went to Nass Central High and I started off taking drama. And basically, you know, I was in love with acting. I was in love with being able to uh, show my talent and skills. And after I left high school, it was a bunch of um, critics and negative comments as far as you want to be an actress? Girl, you better go get you a real job, something that's going to pay what you got going on. And like any other person, you know, it's like, OK. Went to college. I was on and off in college. Um, you know, I transferred from Wilson Community College to Barton College and I graduated finally this year. When I graduated, to make a long story short, I started working at Kurt's Chiropractor Center as a chiropractic assistant. And everybody was happy. Everybody was like, okay, you know, I'm working at the clinic. I'm like, I'm living, you know, my dreams, one of my dreams, you know, being able to work in the medical field. Uh, I did modeling, a lot of fashion shows, um, but for some odd reason, I didn't really feel fulfilled. I didn't feel complete. I felt like something was missing. And I know I did like indie films, short films, you know, on and all, but I never went headstrong into it. I really commend myself for taking that leap this year. Um, I left my job. Like, <laughs> I'm jobless now. I left my job at the clinic and I'm like, I'm going to follow my dreams and be a star. And my boss, he was like, are you serious? You want to leave a clinic just to follow? So, <laughs> you know, he was like shocked. And I was like, yeah, like I'm going to be a star. And I ended up, the reason why I said that because I got booked for a full-time stand-in with Yaya DaCosta on Our Kind of People. And I was there for six months, like literally, but I was getting paid well, I, you know, money to pay my bills. And I slept in my car during the process. I've been through some things, but this has, happens to be the only year that I was able to book 30 movies in one year. Um, and they wasn't, you know, it was support lead. It was, you know, small feature roles. So when I say booking, you know, 30 movies, it wasn't like, <laughs> it was like, I'll be done with it within like a few weeks or a week or two. So, um, I, I, that's when I went hard because I feel like this is all I have. Uh, I can't speak for anybody else. This is my baby. Acting is my baby. Um, I'm taking acting classes. My, you know, I did a one-on-one -on -one coach, but then now I'm finally committing to taking acting, acting classes with Val Saranga. He based in California and um, being, being able to, you know, do online practice and, you know, monologue so I can be as good as I can. But, you know, that's how I started off at, that's how I started out because I already had the course. I already did theaters, I did indie films, but it was on and off. 
And then this year I just decided to just go in because I'm 31 years old. <laughs> tomorrow's not guaranteed with people dying left and right around me. And you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. So I just really want to just go hard um, being able to go ahead and get my, put myself out there, you know? So that's how I really got started. Just starting from the, you know, well, school, theater, indie films, I even had background roles. Let me not forget that. <laughs> I was background in some films, okay? But um, as you get, you know, into your field and start booking roles and lines and learning stuff, as far as like background ain't going to get me anywhere. I don't even have lines. I can't even use that for a reel. And I was learning as I was booking these, you know, roles and whether it be featured or background. I was like, you know what? I decided since I done put in all the work and effort and Googling and whatever I need to do to try to figure this acting thing out. I said, you know what? Any role that I have from here on out has to be lines. I don't care if it's like, hey, sir, you want a cup of coffee? I'm going to work that line. Hey, right. sir, do you want a cup of coffee? Like, <laughs> you know, because this anything that you do goes into your reel. You can't, you know, background and stuff. Yeah, it was fun. I was able to be on set, you know, and stuff and learn. And network with everybody but at the same token if you're really trying to be a professional actress or you know put yourself out there you have to like do roles with lines okay okay so you can go now <laughs> no, that's a great great answer um you know i just want to clarify it's kazi i didn't want to correct y'all in the middle of talking but it's pronounced kazi it's all right sorry okay. <laughs> ain't tripping off that i should have known better <laughs> But it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good. It looks like that. It's one of them things with Kanye West. My plaque still say Kane. Looks like Kanye. Mm-hmm. But uh, nah, it's it's Kazi. But it's all good. So yeah, um, I got started in this. You know, I think. Sorry, I'm trying to get my mic, my light right. There we go. Um, you know, with music being my first love at the same time like there's always been like a path of like um wanting to get into acting and drama throughout my life like I took drama class um you know what I'm saying and in college uh you know took some and did some independent films you know because I've always like looked at creativity and the music and the art of like what actors do and create and what we do as musicians when we become artists and what we have to do in our videos. And a lot of times the stories we have to tell, it's a big parallel there. You know, a lot of my music videos, I'm playing a character or I'm acting out some role or some scene. And so how that would relate to like, you know, I should, you know, how would this extend to doing some bigger things, you know, actually carrying out some bigger uh, roles and opportunities. And so just always having an admiration and um, the eye to kind of study what the people that I admire did well, whether that been like Denzel or Will Smith or, you know, you, you name start naming the great actors, you know, but just paying attention to what the great actors do and just saying, damn, you know, I feel like I can do that. You know, I can execute that. And so, you know, like I said, leading up to doing some, you know, and I think that that would, if there's any experience to be gained from my story or our story is just starting getting started. Right. I think people think you just can get discovered and go straight to number one. And that may happen for you, but the more realistic path, is that it's going to be one project and the next project and the next little thing and the next, and then things are going to add up and lead to where you want to be. And so I started just, if you know, once you decide and you start looking for those opportunities, those opportunities will start looking for you. And when we say looking for those opportunities, like setting up a page on, you know, backstage or, Act, what's our actors access or something like, you know what I mean? Actually putting a foot forward. And so once I did that personally, I started getting small opportunities. And um, this opportunity came from working with the video director that is actually, we did music videos and he was hired to work on this project. And so he reached out to me knowing that I was looking for something and I got the opportunity to audition and got the part. So 
that was an amazing opportunity. I'm you know, this is my first leading role. You know, I played a lot of supporting characters, but this is my first opportunity to play like a leading character. Um, even though the character's kind of a jerk, uh, <laughs> it gave me opportunity to show some range uh, and show what I could do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad both of you all shared, you know, the process. I always ask that um, question to everyone um, because I feel like it's important for people to understand the process, the journey to get to where you all are now, you know, because um, it's not easy. Like you said, it's not easy. Um even though I'm still in college, I want to be like a radio personality. I want to have my own talk show. Um, And it's not easy, you know, just applying for things and getting denied, you know, so that's, you know. Yeah. You're doing the right thing, doing your own thing, you know, and I think that that's the best advice I can give to anybody. You know, even when you mentioned, you know, Issa Rae, you know, she was doing her show on YouTube, the uh, Awkward Black Girl Diary, the Awkward Black, you know, and, and it's just like, whatever it is, just start doing it and um, watch what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that Amber had mentioned uh, indie films. Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce it? Do you mind clarifying that? Because I'm not aware of what that is. <laughs> indie <laughs> films. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Kaze. You could go. Oh, yeah, Kaze, too. I mean, Kaze. Kaze. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why your name has to be Kaz? <laughs> Fighting uh, like Kamikaze. Think about it like that. Okay, that's where Kazi. it comes from. Okay, you know what I mean, so yeah, there you go. Kazi. Okay, there you go. Yep. Yes, you both can elaborate on it. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna say, in, you know, when I say independent films, I mean like uh, a smaller team of, you know directors or people that have, you know, the limited, not the Paramount MGM, but just say like a director like Dave Williamson, like his team of people that he has around him that put together their resources and money and fund us getting the project done, you know, that we don't have to ask or he doesn't have to ask anyone's permission for, right? He gets his own funding. He got his own people shooting it, his own people editing it. He wrote it. So what we're working on is like an example of like an independent project. Yes, basically what um, Kyle said, I said it right this time. Okay, especially, um, (laughs) I would say in independent films, um, don't kill me, but I would would say low budget. Okay, Um, because it's a lot of, but there are good, and well, great low budget films. I see them all the time, um, especially The Plug. If you've seen A Plug Love, I've seen that. That was a really great indie film. That's an example. Um, pretty much um, just on a lower budget, you know, versus the major films, which is like budgeting out 3.5 million, you know, in the millions and stuff like that. You know, you got people just doing their own thing, um, supplying their own, you know, crew, um, producers, you know, their own thing pretty much. And cause just explained everything pretty much that I was going to say. So uh, that's my opinion of a indie film, you know, and most of them would be fined on Tubi. Tubi is a prime example. Yeah, I, love I, love Tubi. I love me some Tubi. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I try to get in a movie or two on my day off, but Tubi is definitely a prime example. Um, uh, I would say Amazon Prime. I have seen some independent films on Amazon Prime and um, uh, Roku TV, Roku TV, Roku TV. Um, yeah, those platforms, you would see them up there or, or YouTube. You'll see some independent films on YouTube. Um, those are just examples um, of independent projects um, versus the major projects, which you'll see on, you know, Apple TV, Netflix, you know, it's some on Tubi too. Some of the major ones that's been out. Um, you can tell the difference really. So that brings me to my next question. So who inspired you all to be in your industry? So uh, being a music artist, an actor, um, being an actress, a model, and I know you have some other accolades as well. Who inspired you to be who you are today? I think with my background being so heavy in music that honestly, what I've seen Ice Cube do, Queen Latifah, LL Cool J, um, like I said, Will Smith, like what I've been able to see like musicians uh, do that 
cross. So, you know what I mean? That have found a way to carry over this success or personality from musician, you know, what they've created as an artist and create even more success for themselves, even bigger. You know, I think that it's arguable that they're bigger successes have come from like their movies and films, you know, than their music. And so um, all of them, their business sense and their smarts about that, how they moved like that uh, is really inspiring to me. Um, And just as like actors, just the actors that just, you know, show their, you know, the real raw uh, elements of like what it takes to be an actor. I'm really into that's, you know, whether that's black, white, uh-huh. whatever nationality that is. I just dig roles that mm-hmm. show artists that are vulnerable and, you know, that make them have to show some type of depth or range that's outside of themselves. It's easy to play like a hero or uh-huh. that wins the girl at the end, you know, but it's more difficult to play a cancer patient or somebody mm-hmm. battling schizophrenia or, in mm-hmm. my case, an alcoholic narcissist uh <laughs> that's that's abusive to his wife you know that's the character that i had to and you know kind of put on myself you know the character i had to step shoes and shoes i had to step in and so um yeah just some of the people that that's just kind of my short answer i guess okay um the women that inspired me i definitely looked up to megan good ever since she played in cousin skeeter she was bubbly she was sexy she was spontaneous she was driven um pretty much when it comes to and she was just you know she's a hard worker you know j-lo she's another one um i would say halle berry i love halle berry man the girl can she just everything about her is absolutely amazing like i've seen her in so many films growing up and um those was my top three major actresses I looked up to and what makes it so crazy they're all Leos and I fall in the Leos <laughs> so I'm like you know when you look up to someone I always look up to their talent and also you know it just makes me feel good that they're Leos so I know you know it kind of got like similar similar personalities similar you know attributes and um you know, um, and my daughter, she pushes me a lot, too. So uh, I would have to say, um, you know, that's the only reason why I'm really going hard. So I can show my daughter that anything is possible once you put your dreams to it. So not even just looking up to like the actresses and Will Smith. I like him, too. I like Danny Glover. I love Clifton Powell. Like, I like the, like, these new actresses in them, they're good, but it's nothing like people. I met Joe Morton on set. He was a wonderful person. I've met Tasha Smith. She gave me a big hug. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's cool. Um, I'm Morgan, I'm my baby, everybody's baby. <laughs> uh, Denzel Washington. Um, I met, like, so many talented, you know, people. But, again, I would have to say, um, the, those are who I want to, you know, pretty much, I want to be on their level, mm-hmm. you know, Morris Chestnut, I always talk to him on set, you know, he's very genuine. When I get into this, you know, when I get to the point where, when I do become, get on their level, I want to be just as humble, you know, like Keisha Sharp and them. Um, I look up to Keisha Sharp because, and Tasha Smith, cause they're both actresses and directors and I'm trying to be a director in the future. So, um, you know, like I said, it's just different people, you know, that I look up to, but my daughter, she definitely pushes me a lot. So I just want to, you know, make her proud. It's nice to hear who inspired y'all to be who y'all are today. So please tell me, cause I feel like a lot of people want to know, especially from different standpoints, you know, uh, artist and actor, actress standpoint. Um, so how was your, how was that moment when you was first in the studio and when you were on your first set? Kind of go back to that time when you first hit the set for the first time and when you was in um, the studio for the first time. Sheesh. Let me go. What you want to do, Amber? What you want to do? Let's play paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three... I won. <laughs> so you go. Girl, real goofy. Don't pay us no money. Okay. 
that's that's my homegirl right there now. I got a lot of love for Amber. Yes, I love Kazi, even though he whooped my tail in the film. Even though she say my name wrong, even though she even when she say my name wrong, I still love her. (laughs) Thank you. So, um, yeah. Oh, my first film. I played a girl. Don't not laugh at me. Uh, It was an indie film. Okay, so let me just be. Let me just. Make sure I understand you first. Real set or any does does it matter with film type or? Um, no, it doesn't matter either. Okay, so um, my first independent film I did with Carton Clay and I played a prostitute, and um, I was so nervous. I was like, at first I was so excited, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a prostitute. I'm telling all my friends, and they're looking like, what? And I'm like, girl, yes, I'm gonna work that prostitute role. Y'all don't earn, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. So I got all sad. And he's like, okay. We had I had to do a sex scene, my first sex scene. Oh my God. I was sweating balls, like I was nervous, my heart was racing, you know. And after that scene, it was just like I was like, oh my God, I'll never want to do this again. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, cause I had to get kind of naked and you know it was like it was just a lot so um okay so yeah so pretty much uh after that I think you know that process it was it was fun and it was I was nervous at the same time but then um when I look back at it (laughs) uh I remember the guy that was my partner in the scene, he kept putting it all on Snapchat, basically, look at us, Amber, look at us. He, I was like, no. <laughs> Working in a professional setting, and he's just sharing it, tagging me, tagging me. <laughs> if my manager sees this there, he's going to fire me. <laughs> but um, I was, like I said, it was it was an experience. Um, I would play a prostitute again. I would just charge people in the thousands. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry like I'm just uh, no shade I would I would just uh, charge people in the thousands like when you cause I mean yeah nah because any of that nudity all of that <laughs> they gotta pay for that you know you know what you're worth right you know, that's, why, that's why they want to see it right so they gotta you know they just gotta make sure that mm-hmm. you're valued that ain't cheap you know what I'm saying Mm, especially when your body is out there and I mean yeah. you know I would just like oh my god I'm naked really and now it is like I said I've never I, I don't even know if I I think I don't even think I would probably pay play a prostitute again I'm just still like <laughs> if you've probably seen the the you know film you probably was like oh my god <laughs> you, you, you know, know you, you uh-huh. keeping it real though, Amber, because like a lot of people when they first come in the game, they're like, oh, you know, either they get they get offered a role that because they and then some of these people know that this them wanting the opportunity. So mm-hmm. they're like, well, you gotta be naked in this or you gotta play a hoe in this. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I mean? Trying to catch people before they really know better that they mm-hmm. have discretion. So right. And then that creep back up on you. Right, at Kazi in the future, they, people start digging up your old work, and you know I'm I'm not gonna lie. Lisa Ray has some new, you know, some, you know. <laughs> I'm right. like, wow, I ain't never thought I'd ever see her like this, you know. But she start, you know, again, like Kazi said, she, you know, from the beginning, you're pretty much just trying to like get in there, and you're so hungry and you're so thirsty, desperate for the limelight, and um, like I said, I wouldn't. It's, you know, it, it, I wouldn't do, do that unless, like, I'm, you're you going to pay. You're going to pay some money, <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm good on those um, scenes, you know? I'm still a little, still trying to get over that. And when I think back on it and how it went, it didn't even go, like, the way it's supposed to have went. And it was just, it was just, a lot of stuff going on, so yeah. Um, I I would just say like the first time that I can remember, I, I just say this. Um, when we got when I got to college, um, me and my friends started a student organization uh, for all the people that wanted to write and produce and do music because we didn't have a studio on campus. 
at that time. And so we all got together and like petitioned student government to give us the money. And we built like a little setup, a little studio setup upstairs in the student union. And so that was like, like after that, that I stopped pretty much going to class. I was in there like every day, you know? And so I think that moment in college really created the environment for me that really like, you know, I was like, okay, music's the thing for me. Um, as, as far as acting, you know, um, I had the opportunity to participate in this web series uh, about three years ago uh, called Hype that uh, was done here in Durham. It was executive produced by Fonte Coleman from a little brother, the group little brother. And so I played the assistant, I played the manager or the main character in that. And I think during my experience during that, I felt like, okay, I, I have, I felt the, you know, like this is what I can do both. I felt like during that, I was like, okay, this is how it goes. I can do both. And so leading up to this and then this having this be the opportunity to like showcase this has been like another validation of like, all right, keep going. Amber told me, keep going. She think I'm going to blow up, you know, and I feel the same way about her, you know? And so it's, it's just been, you know, this opportunity I think will be the one that pushes the next, hopefully the next opportunity is something big happening. <laughs> Yes. And they may love me and Kazi together. You never know. It's been plenty of you know, For real, though. people that I done connected with on TV and they loved our chemistry. They love how, you know, even though they, because everybody is a movie, you know, so yeah. people know at the end of the day, Kazi is not some crazy person. He's not mean or, you know, the type of person that's in the film. And they know I'm, you know, definitely not that person film. Um, So I always see people in the future, you know, other movies and, you know, or the director may say, hey, I like the way you and Kazi are, you know, in this film. You know, David may be like, hey, I want y'all in another film together or, you know, it could be a different director. You just never know. You know, um, for example, uh, Nelson J. Davis, I did one film with him and people loved it. It went viral. Uh, it's called Unwitting Deceit. It's a really great movie. Um, and ever since then, man, I've been getting movies with him back to back to back. I'm like, dang. But it's because of our natural chemistry with each other. Like, and I love when I have natural chemistry with people on set. Because, you know, I know that in the future I can work with this person. You know, we already know how to maneuver around certain things. Ain't it right, Kazi? So, um, you know, and I'm proud of Kazi, you know, putting himself out there. I know I drilled him from the beginning. I was like, be mean. He said, I don't want to be mean. I'm a Pisces. Uh That's that's how I said it, though. (laughs) That's that's how I said it, though. No, I ain't said it. Like, she just messed up. This is... This is how we do, though, when we be on set, though. She get yeah. on me. I mess with her. We mess with each other. Yeah, we um, teach like each that. other. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because right. he's really a sweet person. He's really sweet. Mm-hmm. So him playing this character was beyond, like, this, you know, out of his character. So, you know, I was like, be mean, be mean. He was like, but I'm not like that, though. I'm like, you don't have to be like that now. It's hard because, like, this is a thing. Uh... When, when we're not in character, mm-hmm. this is how we are, right? Yes. And then when we say action, I've got to hate her guts. I make her cry. She's crying like half the time. I'm cussing her <laughs> out. like, And so that's hard to cut that on and off. You know what I mean? Yes. Like right. all day long cutting that on and off. Or, this is the homie. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we cool. Now get out my face. Like all day long. You know what I mean? And so... Yeah, it's, it's tough and I'm making her cry, you know, so yeah. it says a lot that um, we have a good, we have a great chemistry. You know, I enjoy working with her because like that's, that's a rough dynamic emotionally, like for 12 hours, which was yes. the days that we did. So, and, and for, and kudos to Amber because it's tough, right? Because of the room full of people, she has the responsibility when we say action to cry. Right. To, okay, action. Now we need you to cry. Right. Like, or, or, okay, boom, action, go into the depths of despair. Mm-hmm. Right. Over and over and over. Oh again. man, I was snapping on people. Cause I was like, I'm quiet. Yeah, like so hard, over and man. over and over again until the, you know, they feel like they got the, the moment where you look the most hurt. <laughs> yes. And so, I was so up. That, 
you know, that's that's kind of, you know, when people say the act and this work and the other side of it, that's I can kind of some insight into the other side of what it is, too. But we had a good scene at our wedding scene. That was the first scene where I'm finally happy. And you still won't right. be in a, you know, whatever. It's a flashback but, to when we yeah, first it was got together. But that was a, I felt good. Like it was a fresher breath of air, not being able to cry again. Um, got, you know, and not I only being got to act like I liked you. <laughs> that was the first scene I got to <laughs> act like I liked you. Like honestly, in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking on the emotional piece of being an actor and an actress, kind of tell me like the impact it has on you on a day-to-day basis. Like, do you find yourself just like at a random time, like you're you're in character, like you may just be with your family. Like, do you ever feel like you're in character or do you ever feel like, oh, I can be Kazi or I'm saying it correct, right? Or I'm just Amber. Like I always Taking wonder- you know, I just I always wonder with um, actors and actresses, is it ever a time where they can just be themselves or are they always in character? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, because we shot this so spread out, uh, it was easy. I'm going to say easy, but like you could kind of decompress it if that makes sense, right? Like I know, like I have to actually, I don't know, I got to shoot tonight, actually, uh, some solo scenes um, from from like the last part of it. And so kind of the days leading up to it, you just start mentally preparing like, all right, I'm about to have to put this on. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how I mentally process is like I'm going to have to put this Michael outfit on this Michael costume, this Michael energy um, on on Thursday, you know. And so I think being and then, you know, the way we shot this might be Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, something like that. And so you do it for like 48 hours and then you can kind of take it off for you. But with a character like mine, it's kind of dangerous, right? Because, ah, man, it's just prick energy. It's alpha male. Shut up. Nobody tell me what to do. Get drunk when I want to do what I tell you energy. And so I have to be careful to not bring that home. <laughs> to my relationship to not like, and you know, just to make sure that I cut that off and give myself that like time to decompress it. Um, because that's kind of like not how I like to, you know, carry myself. And so, yeah, it takes a little, you know, I say it take me a day or two to kind of just like breathe <laughs> <laughs> and exhale that and make sure that it's up off of you. But at the same time, I want to put it on. I want you to believe it. Mm-hmm. So I got to get down in it. You know what I mean? Like I got to like make you believe that I'm this thing. And so as deep as I put it on, I, I try to take it off as, as equally give it as much room to, to decompress if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, with me I probably had to let David tell it uh, or Kazi I don't know like I think that with this film I was a lot moody like very moody it's been times when I come off set and I would just be sitting there and I'm just like sometimes I'll be antisocial uh, oh for example, remember when we did the rap party, Kazi, and there y'all took pictures and I kind of drifted away because I just wanted some mental space. Um, and um, uh, your uh, role will consume you if you let it. Everybody is different. Um, I think with this film, I was just so moody, like even offset because I was just so sick and tired of crying. I was so sick and tired of being depressed. I mean, it's been times, uh, David can tell you, uh, we did the funeral scene. And um, I, I, when they stopped the camera, I was like sitting there, to bust out crying, snap. David was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm, I can't do it. I'm sick of it. Your and, character was super hurt and depressed all the, t- like, all the time. Right. And um, I was just like, that's another thing. It was like pulling all of my energy into this character. And I was just sick of it. I'll say when I get off set, I'm like, oh, another scene, another scene. What scene is this? 
I'm crying again. Like, you know, it's like, because when you do these emotionally drained scenes, it does destroy you mentally. Like, I don't care what nobody says. Like, it takes away everything, all your being, because at the end of the day, you're sitting there, you know, but like Kazi said, sometimes I'll take some mental space or I'll just, you know, go somewhere, sit by myself, try to get back in, like be Amber again. Um, and especially even when I was on our count of people for six months and I was Yaya DaCosta standing, she was bougie and, you know, this and that and the third. She's the bougie chick of our kind of people, really. So um, to be honest with you, I'll say after a couple of um, three months, people was like, oh, you y'all, y'all number two, because you're bougie, you're this, you're that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They was like, you even talking like her. I'm like, no, I'm not. They was like, yes, you are. And so the answer to your question, yes. <laughs> Just have to find a way to break us about those characters, man. <laughs> so I have some individual questions for you all. Um, Kazi. Yes. Um, your name is Kazi Four Letters, right? Yeah, that's my yep, that's my okay. artist name, Kazi Four Letters. Absolutely. So how did you create that name and what does it stand for? Uh okay, so the name, you know, of course my name being Kevin, um, when I first started out doing music and, and kind of rhyming or whatever, like we were freestyling. This is, I was a teenager and I said something like, my name is KEV, but you can call me Kevakazi, rhyme like a genius, move faster than a Maserati and everybody. Oh. <laughs> and so my name kind of like, it was like, oh, you said your name was Kevin. And so like my name being Kevin and I said Kevakazi, it was like Kamikaze, Maserati. And so I just took the the four let like Kazi, right? I just took that part out of it, you know, but I was going by Kevakazi at first and, you know, funny story. So a lot of my earlier stuff, it's it was Kevakazi, like combination of the two and it was just too much. So I just took the four letters, K-A-Z-E, and started going by that, which, you know, if you in Japanese, it means the wind. I mean, you know, it's it's a you know water spirit, something like that. Some you know, uh, it represents something that I was like, okay, this is this could be good, you know. And so uh, that name stuck with me, Kazi. Uh, I've been using that for quite since ninety five, ninety six. That's been my name, and so the four letters I added to that because there's a couple other people out here that I see that have been trying to use it. And so I put the four letters with it to make sure that I keep it unique and people can differentiate the real from the fake cosmics. That's all. So my next question is for Amber. Working in a competitive field, what is one thing that you felt like you have mastered overall as an actress after your first official film? Man, the facial expressions, girl. Let me tell you, I am at like my facial expressions. I don't even have to say anything. The directors love it. Um, that's one thing I've mastered and I hear it all the time. So, you know, I'm grateful that I made people see me on screen. I don't even have to say anything. Or if I am saying some words, you know, I just have my facial expressions just pretty much just, you know, give people that, oh, okay, she's about to snap on someone, or, oh, she's about to cry, or, you know, because that's what you need to bring to your characters. You know, you don't want to come off plain and boring, don't want to just be saying lines, and, you know, bless me. Um, thank you. And um, basically, that's one thing I have mastered, but I, you know, that I've been, I've been good at facial expressions, but now that I'm getting so, you know, with these different characters, it's just come at the drop of a head. So, Kazi, in your single title, Wake Up, you stated that knee has been on our neck for 400 years. Explain the meaning behind that. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, different lyrics can go over people's head, but it didn't go over my head. But I just wanted to get more clarification on that. Yeah, I think that I was alluding to the fact that, you know, I think a lot of people are just now seeing the struggle of what black people have been going through, people of color, but specifically black people, African-Americans, like this is something new to them, but it's not anything new to the black community, to black men and women, 
our relatives, their grandparents, our you know, you can go back as far as you want to go with our experience here. And so I was just saying, you know, oh, these now the phone got you seeing it clear, but that knee been on our neck for like 400 years. The same thing that's been done to George Floyd has been done for years and years and years to people that may go, you know, that have gone nameless because it wasn't caught on camera. And so I wanted to make a statement about, oh, you didn't know? You just seeing that? What else don't you know, right? And that's what we're seeing so much else about what we didn't know, what's been done to other people, what's been done in places like Tulsa, um, you know what I'm saying with Black Wall Street, the, just all of the stories about how these lakes the different Lake Lake Lanier in Georgia and how these lakes became to be. Those used to be black towns. Like all, once you start digging up all of this, what's you know been done to us, uh, it's a lot. And so when you ask how can this be and like, oh, this is the proof that not like, like this has been going on. And so I just wanted to make a statement for those that are just acting like because they just saw it on their phone for the first time that this is it's not always been like this. It's always mm -hmm. been like this. So. So my next question is something that you both can chime in on, but um, I had it for Amber too. Um, so the films that you were in, Amber, the 31st, the Unwritten Deceit, and the Mulatto, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Kazi, chime yeah. in, feel free. Um, so what is the preparation? What does the personal preparation look like um, before a film? Because I know, Kazi, you say you, you have to shoot something tonight. So how do you get yourself mentally prepared? I know we talked about the emotional piece, but how do you all get yourself mentally prepared for a set? Like, do you have like a, um, a regimen that you go by? Okay, I'm going to eat this meal because it's my favorite meal. I listen to this song because it's my favorite song. Like, kind of tell us the personal preparation. <laughs> I just feel like my personal preparation, listen, okay, before I even start going over my lines and repeating it offset um, somewhere on my own, I would love to go on set and uh, most directors do it. Some, I mean, some don't. Um, make sure my hair is done, honey. Make sure my makeup is done because when you looking good, okay, you just step on set to take this okay <laughs> i mean just be honest it's been some films that i've been on and i'm looking like a hot damn mess and it interferes with my mental state like oh my hair not done oh i look terrible like uh you know you're not that's something that you don't want to have to stress you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, know how you're going to look on camera in front of all these people that's watching. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing I like to get up there and make sure, okay, where's the hairstylist, where the makeup artist, the wardrobe stylist, you know, so I can make sure that I'm looking the part and I'm looking my best. And then as far as mentally with the script, I like to go off in my own little world and just, you know, repeat the lines in my head. And sometimes I look crazy. Sometimes I look like Shrek. You know, I be making these weird facial expressions. Like, you know what I'm saying? People be looking like, what that girl doing? She talking to herself? She crazy? Yes, because I'm sitting here trying to remember these lines. And I go over in my head a thousand times. And um, pretty much, you know, uh, once I get my lines situated and I know how I want to say them, uh, like I said, I just get up there and pretty much, you know, just um, do the best, do as much as I can, like do the best I can pretty much. That's how I mentally prepare before I get on set and eat because eating is very, very vital, uh, especially if it's early morning. Uh, David has been very generous, like y'all want coffee, y'all want food, y'all want anything? And I'm like, yes, you know, sometimes. If I'm not in it, I'll say, get me a cup of coffee. But if I want to be a greedy grizzly bear, I'm like, look, you can go to McDonald's, cook out, just get me number five on the menu, and I'm good, you know? But um, I don't want to eat too much because I feel like it'll make me really tired, you know? I always try to eat light, especially depending on what kind of outfit I'm wearing. Like, if it's a dress, I don't want my stomach looking like I'm nine months pregnant, you know, <laughs> unless I have a girdle. So that's how, you know, I prepare, so. Yeah. Yeah, I would just, you know, just to keep it short after that, I'd just say um, going over lines, of course, you know, night before, you know, it's just, you know, when you're getting down to the right before it's time, it's like game time. So the night before they uh, be going through your lines and things like that. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then also like, 
just, you know, for like what we're doing independently, shoot, we are on everything, right? So I got to make sure that the clothes that I got to wear the right. next day and my outfit and, you know, just for where we are, is, you know, someday I'm sure it'll be laid out on hangers for us. And But right now, yeah, I got to make sure that everything is clean and ironed and washed and that my outfits coordinate with the scenes that's going on. So that's something that takes some preparation, you know, to, to make sure you do that ahead of time because... You can mess up the whole continuity of a film. You show up in the wrong thing um, on the wrong day, you know. And so, uh, yeah, just just to add that part to it. But other than that, you know, my my routine is similar to Amber's. Just I think getting rest and being focused. Uh, you know, if you come somewhere and you're hungry and you're tired, you're not gonna perform well. Right. You're just not. You know, you can be one or the other. And then the hungry got to get fixed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but to be both anywhere, to be tired and you hungry, you just mm-hmm. not be on your peas. That you know what I mean? And so uh I can show up somewhere tired, and as long as I can get something to eat, I'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. Right. Because a lot of times that's how we're functioning. You're you're probably gonna be tired, but do I have something to eat? Okay, all right, cool. we're good. Right, facts. Right, Amber, am I lying? Well, hey, I'm skinny, hunty. I need all the calories. Okay, (laughs) I be wanting my food. Um, So I totally agree with Kazi, especially uh, you know us making sure we looking our best before we perform. You know, I stress this a lot, man. I always stress this a lot because it's still you know movies out there that doesn't understand these things. So it's a great question that you ask that. You know. So this brings me to the second segment of the show, which is called What's the Word, which is what it is, what it ain't from your host and your guests. So, um, Kazi, you're from D.C., right? Uh, Originally, yeah, Northern Virginia, Dale City. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Amber, you're from North Carolina, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want each of you guys to give some advice to, you know, some people up there in DMV, Kazi, and... um, Amber, especially for people in North Carolina. And, you know, you can, Kazi, you can say stuff for North Carolina, too, because you're currently yeah. in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Richlands is my, my Carolina home. I went to high school in Richlands and part of my elementary grew up there as well. Okay, yes. And I, I just think it's very important um, for you all to leave some advice, some encouraging words, because a lot of people feel like, oh, it's nothing here in North Carolina. It's no opportunities. Like, I can't get my big break. So I just want to constantly remind um, my listeners and myself, because I don't want to, like, continue to listen to that and be discouraged and feel like I have to move and then, you know, it's nothing there either. So just please leave some encouraging words and some advice. I would definitely say to all the people in North Carolina, you're going to get a thousand no's, man. But let me tell you something. It's always that one yes. Don't give up. Look, a lot of people been in my inbox. How do you do it? How do you do it? Advice, advice. Sweetie. Okay. I mean, I'm being real as, as real as I can. You know, Google. Like YouTube, man, like they got all this stuff out there. That if you any questions you need, just Google. Take acting classes. You know, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Like we all have flaws, you know. But that's why you take acting courses. You know, people think, oh, I moved to Atlanta. You know, they'll be better for me. Yeah, it helped with the drive back and forth. But it, man, listen. I've been booked in movies in Atlanta and I'm down here. It's nothing for me. As long as you're paying me, I, or I will catch a flight or I will drive. You don't have to necessarily be in that city to become who you are. Period. It's good so it can help if you don't feel like driving and stuff. But then, you know, like I said, just, you know, take every small opportunity. I've always been big on myself like this and maybe this is an advice. This is how I'm doing it. So maybe someone can pick up on how I'm doing it. We all know women tend is to the city of movies. Nobody can tell it. Wilmington, Virginia, but definitely Wilmington when it comes to movies now. And first of all, if I can't be, if I can't book every, what, dang near every movie in Wilmington or supporting a lead role in Wilmington, what makes you think I'm going to go to Atlanta and LA where it's even more competition? People that's been in here for 10 years and think I'm going to get on that set and, you know, 
get a lead role or a support role if I can't even do it in the little city Wilmington? You know what I'm saying? Just ask yourself that question. Don't move too fast for, for the state because you're there the desperate. You know what I'm saying? Just and always network with people. You never know who you never know who's watching you and be on your best behavior and be humble because you never know who's watching you on set. They may have their own little movie. They may want to cast you in. They may like the way, you know, how you listen, how you take directions. They may use you. And uh, I don't sleep on background performance either because I mentioned I've been in background before because on our kind of people, I watched a background. He was a butler, but he was... He was a wonderful, a wonderful guy. And they, I don't know, they ended up giving him lines on the show. He became one of the cast members. Let me tell y'all, what's for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. It could be a hundred people going for that road, okay? But if it's yours, it's yours. It doesn't matter how many people going for that road. You just have to have faith, believe, put in the work, have the job, and then just go for it, you know? And, um... You know, also don't just, don't be typecast either. I say this, <laughs> you know, try to do different roles. Open yourself. If things start getting slow, do what I'm doing. I'm trying to be a future director myself. I have a movie that I'm working on with a couple of crew members that I'll be casting it in the next year. I ain't tell nobody. I always keep things, you know, on the low. But um, just do your own thing. I think actresses, you know, people, singers, artists, they're more than just an artist or a rapper. They're a director. They're, you know, a writer. They're, you know, doing different jobs to juggle around. So you can always stay in the zone and always be working. So, yeah, just be versatile. And make lots of friends. <laughs> yeah, I'll just real quickly just say, um, North Carolina, you know, I think that people, I always try to identify with all the people in North Carolina that are already on. There's so many of us, we everywhere, um, you know, and so talent is the number one thing going down here. So you're going to connect and meet people that are going to go on and do big things that you went to school with, that you know yourself personally, you know, all the go-getters you're going to meet. Somebody, you know, a lot of them are going to move and shake on the next level. So it's just good to, you know, identify with the, the we have talent down here. Um, outside of that, even if you're going to be present in Carolina, you just have to think bigger, think globally. So if you're going to stay here and you still have to be able to compete, and you, see you still need to have an agent or be on these platforms or still have the connection through Zoom that you're connecting with people in LA and New York because that's just how the game works and it functions through certain places. But you can be here, but you know, as long as you still maintaining the, the mentality of what's going on globally, um, you can be from here and do anything that anybody else is doing. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. That's why I, I yeah, just said what I just said. You got to make it in your own city first before you start wanting to jump in all these major cities. You know, like he said, work your tail off and it's still a competition. But if you can snatch jobs down here, you know what I'm saying? Then anything is possible. You know, you can book jobs in L.A. or Atlanta. You just want to start, you know, don't just get ahead of yourselves. You know, just like try to take it one day at a time because I don't care if I really don't make it till I'm 40. I'm taller pairing them than making till they was in their 30s and it's just when it's your time it's your time. You know. So you all dropped some great gems for me because I was over here taking mental notes myself. But um, thank you all for coming on What's the Word podcast. Um, This is my final episode for season two. So if you're a listener, you tune in every Flavor Friday. Make sure you stay tuned and um, follow us on WTW Word podcast underscore underscore. Excuse me on Instagram for more updates for season three. And if you haven't already, check out um, their new film once it drops, right? Because it's not ready. Right? The film that y'all in together? No, but it's going to be ready. It's going to be big, girl. Yes. Right, so make sure y'all check that out. Yeah. And um, Kazi, he has some music on YouTube, so make sure you tune into that and tune into the other films that they were in. Where can you find the films that um, you all were in? Um, yeah, the 
this project's not out yet. I'm, oh, okay. So this is your first film, Kazi? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Perfect, baby. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, uh, well, I'm on every. I'm on six streaming platforms. Okay, let me break it down so I make sure I don't mix miss anything. I'm on Hulu, a Swamp Thing. I play CGC Scientist. I went in to see a bitch. I did with that that with Jamal Woodard. Uh, everybody knows him from playing Biggie Smalls <laughs> uh, from the Biggie movie, whatever. Okay, so that's dropped on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm on Complexions on Amazon Prime. Ladies Choice on Amazon Prime. Okay, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Roku TV. I'm on Peacock. Um, yo, look, um, Netflix, I just did Echoes. I was a featured detective. I mean, again, that, you know, falls into being, you know, the feature roles. But, um, yeah, um, what I say? Peacock, Roku, Tubi, uh, Amazon Prime. What's that last one? I can't remember, but <laughs> y'all can definitely um, Google me, okay? Because I'm out there and I do interviews where I try to list all the movies and where you can find them on. And um, pretty much, you know, yeah. And um, what else I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, just yeah, Google IMDb. Don't have all the movies. That's one thing I don't like about IMDb because sometimes you have to wait for directors to put the movies up there and give you your credits. But um, I try to put them all on either my Instagram at just Amber or my Facebook page, you know, so people could try to catch them as much as possible because I move quick. <laughs> I move quick. Once I'm done with one project, I'm on to the next one. That's right. So that concludes this week's episode. 